Jenna. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Jenna. And I'm Sam. And this is Cincinnati Zoo Tales. And we have a sort of special but sad and bittersweet A momentous episode. Momentous. Okay, (laughs) we'll go with that. Yes, keeping it positive as usual. Um, Some of you may know, some of you may not know. But my co-host, the starter of this podcast with me, Sam, is leaving us. I am out of here, Jenna. Oh my gosh. I, mean, I don't say, I say that with a heavy heart. That just sounded like I was happy, but it's bittersweet. I, I love this zoo, and it's hard to say goodbye to it, but I'm physically moving out of Ohio, so I, mean, I won't be around to do the podcast. I mean, we can phone in and do it, but then the audio sounds weird, and you can tell when podcasts do that, and that's not the quality of podcast that I want hosted here at the Cincinnati <laughs> Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that, but maybe we'll do a phone-in check-in. We, or we could from next, time to time, yeah. or I could send like a quiz up from here yes, and there. You know, please just do. Every now and then, if you give me the topic, I can kind of just <laughs> do a little celebrity check-in. Keep us on our toes, for yeah. sure. I mean, Sam's moving to Key West, Florida. I'm moving to Key West. Uh, that sounds amazing. Going on island time. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to come to you, <laughs> okay, and that's we'll fine. do the podcast you know there with Every the Every listener is invited to my studio down in Key West. <laughs> we can fit about four people in there, so it's fine. But we're a block from the ocean, so that's a, that's the trade-off right there. Amazing. So, um, you know, you live in you live in your little house, but you know you're on an island, so it, it you know it has its trade-offs there. So, yeah, I've been with the zoo about five and a half years now, managing the behind-the-scenes program. So it, it's been fantastic. Um, I'll also, by the time you're listening to this, I'm not going to be here because this is my last day. So. I'm a ghost. <laughs> so, um, and and I, I need to introduce our other person that we have in here because I know you can hear a third laugh here. And so before I make it really awkward and just talk for 20 minutes before introducing our, our co-host that we have here, we have Mark is with us here today. So thanks for being here, Mark. No, thank you guys for having me. Like I feel honored that I get to be here to hear Sam's <laughs> eulogy as he leaves the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I told it, it Jenna, was, Jenna was the one of the first people that I told, obviously, because I was like, Jenna, I'm so sorry, because I felt bad. I felt like I was letting her down on, on not, you know, leaving the podcast and, and moving to Key West, and I was like, I want to let you know first so you can find a new co-host. So, you know, I said, Jenna, this is up to you. This is not my decision. I know you have a good judge of character. I think, Mark, you're a pretty good person. Am I okay with saying that? The jury's still <laughs> out. The jury. Okay. Mark's gonna do phenomenal. You know, we'll we'll see how his quizzes, um, you know, turn up. I don't think we've had any fan mail yet, but I will send you your first letter. <laughs> no, the quizzes. You know. I would never let the quizzes die. The thank Wikipedia you, quizzes you. are the, the highlight Wikipedia of the episode. Quizzes. He's on top of it, you know, as our guest host. Before we introduced him as the new co-host, he brought a quiz first first day. He was on top of it. He did not want to let you down. Oh, yeah, I okay. will say, Go. our first quiz we did was with uh, Dr. Jesse from Crew, and having a PhD. Her reaction when I said, this is from Wikipedia, was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on when you're listening to, when this episode comes out, you might have already heard that quiz or you might hear next episode. So something to look forward to or go back and listen to again. But it's been great. When, when Jenna told me that Mark was going to be the co-host, I think I saw him out on the Africa Savannah the same day. And I yelled at him. I was like, Mark! What's your shoe size? What's your shoe size? Ten. I was like, I wear, I was like, I wear a twelve. So you've got big shoes to fill. He really does have big shoes to fill. I have no doubt in my mind that Mark will be amazing, and one of the reasons I picked him, of course. But 
We are going to miss you all around the zoo. Aww. You are amazing. I am so happy we got to know you. Uh, Sam and I, you know, did about one million Fiona tours together. That's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was a million and two. I'm not... We would set the tours to go on sale in February, and the tour season used to run May through September, but then we added April and October <laughs> because we had so many requests, and they'd go on sale February. And they would be sold out for the season by the end of February. It was, it's absolutely insane. Yes. The draw that little hippo has. We, we <laughs> thought it would slow down and four it and a half has years just later. Picked up. Yes. It's just picked up. It's the it's Fiona so effect. Crazy. Never ends. Fiona yeah. Effect, so. so Sam would lead guests down to Fiona, um, you know, share her story with them throughout the indoor hippo barn. And then I would go with them and do the actual meet and greet with Fiona. So Sam and I have, you know, Worked those tours together for quite a few years, and it's been great hosting this podcast together. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we are sad to see you go. I hope you know how loved you are. I here. do, we yes. I, so yeah, that's, that is the, the people that I'm leaving behind is one of yeah. the hardest reasons to say goodbye. But tell us a little bit about your job before we get to know Mark. Tell us what you're going to do. And I, I hear this. There's something about someone named Robert. I need oh, to know what this okay. is about. So first off, I'm working with the tour company down in Key, down in Key West. So still similar type of job. I'm going from tour to tour. But um, they have a bunch of different types of um, activities down there for Key West. So we learn the business down there. They've got um, trolley tours that you can hop on and hop off that take you to different places. They have... Um, activities such as like Harry Truman. So when he was president, he actually would go down to Key West in the wintertime and had a little operational White House down there. So they have Harry Truman's White House that they do, do tours of. Yeah. And um, like shipwreck museums, a whole bunch of really cool activities. And it's a company that kind of started in Key West and started blooming through other cities in the U.S. and doing historical tours. So really excited to uh, be jumping into that. And but speaking of Robert, so one of the things that they also do down there are ghost tours. And kind of my fascination Fun. with Key West started when I was about 10 years old. Because I was going on a you know our family vacation, going on a cruise, and one of the places that we stopped at was Key West. And I was, I remember where I was because I was right outside the Hard Rock Cafe down in Key West. And there was this little shop that was set up right there on the street and they sold books and one of the books was ghosts of key west Ooh. and i was obsessed with like ghosts and ghost stories i was also terrified of them like <laughs> i'm the biggest baby so like i should not be obsessed with this stuff because it like creeps me out but i like i it's just you know punishment for myself so there was fear this and little, fascination fear and fast hand hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i bought this little book and i was like oh i wonder what ghosts are on this island you know <laughs> and i was reading it you know at the hard rock at the table at the hard rock cafe and on the front of the book there's this little face on the front and it's this it's a doll and his name is robert so his name is so robert the doll is one of the <laughs> biggest ghost stories at key west oh. so basically he's this haunted doll and you can go see him he's still in key west and he's on display at one of the museums that they have down there so um but robert you know apparently like moves around and plays mischief and he started out as this um kid's doll and you know anytime something bad happened the kid would blame it on robert and say robert did it and then like other bad stuff would start to happen and everything but they've he's he looks kind of creepy because he's just the very old doll and he's you know He's, he's like stitching's coming undone and he's in a little sailor costume <laughs> and the doll has a doll of like a lion that he's holding. So, Aww. um, anyway, I was terrified of Robert the doll 
And so I bought this book, you know, I didn't even want to have it in the same room as me. So like we are in one room on the cruise ship. My dad's like, okay, I'll give it to your uncle. You know, can stay. It doesn't even have to stay in the room as you. I was so terrified of it. But you wanted it. Still. But I wanted oh, it so still. Funny. So my dad was like, okay, you know what? He, he would travel a lot for business at the time. He's like, I'm going on a business trip to Key West next week. I'll return it for you. I was like, thanks, Dad. I really appreciate it. And I don't even want this in the house because I'm so afraid of this book that I terrified myself with. And little did I know that he didn't have a business trip. You know, it's just something you're going to tell a 10-year-old. Right. What he did was he hid it in the basement for eight more years. Classic dad Classic right dad. There. Let's stow it in the basement. the long Let's game. I love it. In the basement. And it wasn't until I moved off to college that I found it packed in my suitcase full of clothes while I was no unloading way. everything. Oh, I so. hope I can do something like that. <laughs> it was the, long, the longest prank, you know, in, in the making. And it was, honestly, I, I screamed a little bit when I uh, opened the suitcase up and it was sitting there right on top. So now it's been a joke. It still floats around the family to, to hide it somewhere, you okay. know, when... You're, when I'm going on vacation or going somewhere random that the book shows up someplace. So I'm sure that that book's going to show up sometime soon as I make my way back down there. But I'll probably have to go visit Robert in person. Maybe that'll be like my big like, you know, send off like, okay, I've made peace with this. I'm not afraid of this You anymore. faced your fear finally. Until yeah. I get a nightlight because I go in visited Robert. If so. I ever find myself in Key West, I am staying clear of Robert. This Ro is like Chucky come to life. <laughs> like, it, it really it was, it was kind of funny, yeah, so I don't know. My family has a fascination with trying to scare people all the time, so yeah, so so Robert will probably be part of my life down there, so, uh, so I've come to come with a fascination of it, but I still do love um, I still love ghost stories and, and, and creepy stuff like that. It's always been kind of a fascination. Love Halloween down yes. there. And Halloween's the best. I know Key West does it big down there with Halloween, so it's, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, so. That's exciting. We're Like Jenna said, we're going to miss you so much here, Aww. but we're all so excited for you, too. Like, this is an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to live on the beach in Key West, Florida? Like, I, it sounds great. amazing. I've had to tell people, it has to be a pretty cool opportunity for me to leave this place, yeah. because this is a pretty cool place, too, right? So, um, it's just the next step for me, so I, I will send those quizzes up, but I mean, I, <laughs> I, selfishly, I could talk about myself all day, but um, why don't we talk about you, Mark? Why don't we get to know you a little bit better, because you are, are the new co-host of Yeah, here, I'm so. really excited about it. I couldn't believe when Jenna asked me, by the way, like she said, do you want to be the new co-host of the podcast? Like, I've listened to every episode. You want me to be a part of this? I'm not as smooth. I'm not as easygoing as Sam is. Like... You've got to be out your mind, right? Nah. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, let me say, the fact that you listened to the episodes was one thing. I'm like, he's interested. He likes them. He, you know, wants to help make a difference, for sure. But I've had the pleasure of working with Mark for years now, and I'm so excited to say he's just been hired full-time in the Africa department, yeah. which is so hard Thank to come you. by. Thank you. You know, we are a very sought-after department because it's the best, with all the best animals. Yeah. Um, but Mark has worked his tail off, and he's the happiest, go lucky, hardest working person I know, and I know he'd bring a lot to this. So, welcome, thanks, Mark. Thanks, thanks for I'm joining me as a co-host of Cincinnati Zoo yeah, Tales. thank you. So, just to start a little bit back, so yeah. I grew up right across the river in northern Kentucky, right in the greater Cincinnati area. I was a zoo kid growing up. My family had memberships. We would come here all the time. I went to, you know, programs as a kid. When I got into high school and I could finally enter the volunteer program, I was really excited about that. So I helped out with education programs and that kind of stuff. I was same time I was volunteering at the Newport Aquarium as well because at that point in my life, I was like, 
just in high school, I was kind of a kid. I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work with animals and wildlife, but I wasn't really sure where that path would take me. And then I went to Eastern Kentucky for college, Harvard of the South, let's go Maroon. <laughs> but went to EKU to get my degree. And at that point, I actually was starting to think, you know, maybe I want to work in like the forestry service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife. That was something that my program at EKU, a lot of the kids kind of fed into that kind of stuff. So I thought I might want to be a park ranger. And then I was lucky enough to intern at the zoo right out of college at the Night Hunters Department. And my first day of the internship, I was like, no, I, I was right in the first place when I was in high school. The zoo is where I want to be. This place is amazing. <laughs> like just seeing the relationships the keepers are able to build with the animals here and the effect that they're able to have on the people to educate the public about the importance of wildlife, the importance of biodiversity and saving it all. Like that's was something that really touched me, especially in the Night Hunters Department. I spent some time there and then I went from Night Hunters to Wildlife Canyon and then Rest in peace, Wildlife Canyon. Uh, it's turned into Kangaroo Valley, another great habitat, another great habitat, but we do miss Canyon. Um, but then got lucky enough to land a job in the Africa Department and then was here for, what, three, three and a half years before I finally got hired on full-time. So like Jenna said, we're a little bit biased. I think we've got the best exhibit <laughs> in the zoo, though, with the coolest animals in our care. So I feel extremely fortunate, really lucky to be here. And honestly, Mark's journey is not atypical it's usually what it is it's you're interning you know if you want to work with like hippos or giraffes and a job opens up in you know night hunters or you know working with hoofstock you're going to jump in there because you're going to get whatever experience you can because you know there might not be a job that opens up in the place that you want to be for a few years so you'll see a lot of keepers that start off as internships might take multiple internships and then you know then get a seasonal position and then hopefully like a part-time position and then hopefully transfer you know that what mark you had three years in the african department before that full-time yeah. position opened yeah. up so it is like it's just a testament you know this is you know i didn't have that journey but it's a testament to the keepers like the the, all, all the keepers out there, the, the journeys that they go through to get those full-time positions is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly dedicated and just speaks to the dedication that they give to the animals and, and what they do and the passion that they have with the job that they do at the zoo. So yeah, it's, it's pretty on, amazing. Yeah, based on my experience, I would definitely say, like you said, you have to take every opportunity that's given to you, right? Like you can't be too selective. So I would encourage listeners out there who are interested in like a similar career path don't say no to anything because you don't really know what you're going to like and what you're going to fall in love with. I know when I went from night hunters, I thought I wanted to be a carnivore keeper working in night hunters and the cats are amazing. They've got to take care of cougars and tigers and then all the way down to black-footed cats and sand cats, these really small species. And then a position opened up in Wildlife Canyon. I was like, you know, I'm not super interested in hoofed animals, but I, it's a job opening, so I'll take it. I'm going to go for it. And then completely fell in love with it. I could not imagine not working with large herbivores and hoofstock and we had camels down there we had the red pandas we had capybara warthog all kinds of stuff so i got a really good balance between those two exhibits and working with predators and night hunters carnivores and then going to herbivores at canyon i think it set myself really really well for africa because we've got a big mix of everything here That's lions really like wild it, yeah. dogs hippos giraffes and our savanna <laughs> habitat which has you know 11 different species in it so I, I feel like that taking the opportunities that were presented to me really helped me kind of diversify myself. Yeah, and so that that's right. Like, that's what I love about our department in Africa is the fact that we have all the different types of species and you get so much different experience. And you did set yourself up for that. 
and Mark, though, has taken over our primary role in the savanna. So there are, like you mentioned, 11 species. We have tons we could talk about that. So someday we'll go in and have a whole savanna discussion. That's and, a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the quiz that I'm going to make for that is all going to be savanna Georgia history. Oh, so God. Awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it's and like the episode of the office. about it in savanna. <laughs> So just to get to know Mark a little bit more, though, I'm going to ask you a few this or that questions, okay? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So, this or that, salty or sweet? Sweet, def. I'm a huge dessert guy. Ice cream probably is my favorite food. Sweet, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it Great. is on the food pyramid, I think, right at the top with a cherry on top of it. That's, <laughs> that's what I always yeah, talk about, right? <laughs> Uh, night owl or early bird? Night owl. All right. Night owl, which makes getting up at 7 a.m. for our opening <laughs> shifts pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, being here at 7 a.m. Oh, I'm just kind of a zombie for the first 30 minutes of the day. Once I get some water in me, freshen up, I'm good to go. But. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba or Icky? Vulture or Saddlebill Stork? Oh, my goodness. For anyone, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know out there, Bubba, one of our Rupal's vultures, he's kind of a a reeker of mischief out on the savannah habitat. He's always up to something. Icky, meanwhile, is our saddle-built stork. I'm very biased. She's the most gorgeous bird in the entire <laughs> zoo. That's our princess that yeah, we take she, care she's of. Very pretty. I'm definitely Icky. Okay. I, team Icky. Interesting. 100%. I'm not surprised. But, you know. <laughs> I'm team Myrtle. Oh, yes. I should have done that. Myrtle, Myrtle or Pam. I mean, we won't go. Don't make me choose. Okay. My next one is... Ooh, John the lion or Tessa the giraffe? That's a really tough one. So different, but so fun and unique in their own ways. I'm probably going to go with Tessa the giraffe. I really enjoy working with the giraffe. Tessa's so sweet. She's very tractable. She's she's a people giraffe. She loves feedings at the deck. She always comes up for our tours. She's She's fantastic. And don't get me wrong, I love John to death. He can be a grouch sometimes, though. You know? <laughs> Depending on what mood you catch him in, he wants nothing to do with you sometimes. So I would go Tessa. All right, my last one. If you could visit Africa or Asia? Well, I would say if I had never been to either, I would say Africa over Asia. But I've been lucky enough to go to Africa once, never been to Asia yet. So I would choose Asia just because okay. I haven't been yet. Yeah. Do you have any this or that's for him? Or you have a quiz? Do you have anything you want to throw at us? I do have a quiz if we want to. Let's do it. We've got time oh. to go over that. We'll see. Let's do um, it. Let's check this out. What I'm I glad to be I a part of this. Like, I've heard legends of these quizzes on the podcast. <laughs> I never, never participated myself, so. <laughs> this is actually a quiz that I made our co-workers in the Wild Encounter Department answer earlier this year. And whoever won would get a free behind-the-scenes tour. So, Ooh. this quiz is... Do you know Sam? Yes. These are all <laughs> Sam questions. So, uh... Great way to end. Yeah, end they're, your... they're, all, they're all multiple choice. Okay. So the first question of this quiz, and um, Mark, if you don't beat Jenna, then you can't be co-host of... The... No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, man, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> uh, um, actually, if you do beat Jenna, I'm just going to shame Jenna because she's there been doing go. this podcast longer. <laughs> Not that she would know any of these questions that I'm about to ask that they've never come up. So Anything about Robert in there? No, no, you know, oh, but man. it might make it a fully in there at some point. So what year was Sam born? Easy, starting off here. Was it 1990? 89, 91, or 1900? 90. 90? Okay. You said 89, 90, 91, 
I think it might be 1900 as the Dark Horse. But <laughs> <laughs> there, there. I'm a vampire. I'm so going to say like 89. 89, it's 90. 90. Oh. Yep, yep. The ripe old age of 30. <laughs> so what was my first word? Was it, <laughs> was it mom? Was it cracker? Was it Cheerio or banana? Ooh. I feel like it's got to be something unusual for you to ask this question. And mom is too too typical. Okay. So I'm going to go off the beaten path. I'm going to say banana. Okay. That's what I was going to say too because cracker and Cheerio, those would be hard for... I think the same thing. I'm imagining like nana. Mm. Mm. It was cracker. Woo, yeah. look at you. I was very educated as he <laughs> Yes. And it all went out the door. Were they your favorite thing. food? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Young linguist. He was born yeah, for podcasts. He, he was born. <laughs> <laughs> I've been training since a young age. All right. What is Sam's favorite Shrek movie? Is it Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the 3rd, or Shrek Forever After? I didn't even know. I didn't even know there were that many. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I've seen the first three. I've seen the first three. The first two are both gold. Okay. I'm going to say Sh- Shrek 2. Okay. I'm going to say Forever After. See, that was Shrek Forever After is might be the worst Shrek movie. Oh. There's a lot wrong with it. it that makes I, sense. I could make a whole podcast of the qualms I have with Shrek with Forever Shrek. After. <laughs> I'll just briefly go into it. <laughs> Please tell us. You know, the whole plot of it is that Shrek, you know, wishes kind of like that he was never born and everything that happens. Aww. They had so many options of bringing characters back from the first three movies because of, you know, he wouldn't have been there to stop them. Like, so they could have brought the villain back, Lord Farquaad, from the first movie. Oh. And they never did. They just made it totally random. And that's the qualm that I have. And then the, the character changes, you know. It's still a Shrek movie. I still love it. But So I, it's like an alternate timeline. It's an basically. alternate timeline. Okay. It really is, yeah. And then they go back to normal and everything's great. He saves the day. But um, Shrek and Shrek 2 are both of both correct answers. Shrek the third isn't <laughs> terrible, but you know, Shrek instant classic icon, you know, soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. And then Shrek two, it really comes into his own and it's got some, you know, it really builds on, you know, what I'm what, a huge fan the, of Puss in Boots. One. Puss in Boots yeah. is great. The whole them going to the castle and the, I need a hero mm. playing in the background. I, I have to ask you something. You said the soundtrack is great. Yeah. Would you agree that smash mouth all star is Top five best songs ever made. I would say that, but I am also a 90s baby. So it yeah. was also a staple of every skating party I ever went to. Same with Baja Men, Who Let the Dogs Out. Um, yeah, Pure Gold. Smash Mouth. If we're talking about best soundtrack movies of all time, this isn't on the quiz, but just so you know, uh, Remember the Titans, I think, has the best soundtrack. Oh, it does have I, a good soundtrack. I do love to jam out to 70s music, so that's just me. So um, Anyway, search it up on Spotify. You, you won't be disappointed. All right. Which of these... Pop culture icons can Sam not stand? Which one of these do I hate? Garfield, The Peanuts, Marmaduke, or Growing Pains? I'm not familiar with Growing Pains. I'm going to say Growing Pains Maybe based on that. Yes, that's no. I don't know what Marmaduke is. You don't know Mar- Marmaduke the dog? He's like a comic dog. Oh, comic I need you to open up the Sunday comic, comic section. Okay, yeah. So that's not the answer. Marmaduke is hilarious. Yeah, he loves Marmaduke. Actually, Marmaduke's not hilarious, but I like to read it and act like it's hilarious. <laughs> and then just makes it funny. Because it's like Marmaduke will do a dog thing. Like, Marmaduke <laughs> ate a ham. And then like that's the comic. And it's like, yeah, a dog would eat a ham if you left it on the floor. Like That's just common sense and just bad pet care so just don't leave a ham on the floor and marmaduke won't eat it but like that's the but then you know then you gotta laugh because it's like oh 
they spent time writing this ham ham joke about Marmaduke eating <laughs> ham. Or like, they thought it was going to strike gold. Yeah, like, or like the ice cream man comes out and Marmaduke waits in line to get an ice cream. I'm just like, dogs don't do that. Like, uh, you just got to act like it's funny. Then it becomes hilarious. So I actually do like Marmaduke. You know what I don't like? I don't like the peanuts. Oh. Uh, that's People are going to turn this podcast off right now because I know that resonates with people. That's a hot take That right is there. the hottest take. Oh I, this is why goodness. I'm leaving. I'm going to leave. save all my hot takes for the end. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just, peanuts I'm, are so good. See? See? People love them. It's a staple of a lot of people's childhoods. But I always felt bad for Charlie Brown. And I just like never felt like good at him like trying to kick that football, you know, and, and then missing. Every time I just wanted him to kick that and then Lucy pulling it away just made me so irrationally upset. And then Pigpen, I just need that kid to take a shower. He's like, dude, like, you, go, you have a walking dust cloud around you. I just want you to take a shower. And then the teachers and the parents, the wah, 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 that just annoyed me. I could not stand it. So, so you I, don't watch the, the specials every holiday? I do not watch the specials oh, every holiday. I watched the live action cringe with Jim Carrey. Oh, that's a good one. That's another was, good yeah, one. I that's can't a hate good on one. That. But I just, it's just never been. I, I will say, okay, the only time that I ever laughed was when Charlie Brown in the Halloween special gets a rock in every, you know, candy every candy. I was like, <laughs> I got a rock. Okay, I think that's kind of funny. But that's the where I draw the line. It's still kind of sad, though. I was like, oh, well, skinny candy. And then we have adults putting rocks in this kid's Halloween trick or treat bag. What kind, of monsters are, what kind of monstrous neighborhood does he live in? So. I'm missing out on all these comics. Apparently, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the formative years of my life. Just it's like the Truman Show with Charlie Brown. They're all just pranking him. He I, doesn't know it. He doesn't know. Actually, it. that would be a good twist on it. That that somebody needs to write. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't know it. I could be a project for you. Sitting on the beach, sitting looking out beach, at the ocean. Right. The Truman Charlie Brown Show. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Do I have any more questions? Oh. If Sam could choose, would he rather be The Rock or Leonardo DiCaprio? Ooh, I hope Leo. He is a conservation hero in my mind. Leo, he, I mean, what can't Leo DiCaprio do? Right. This man's a heartthrob, like yeah. he's won Academy but Awards. But The Rock's a good he's... dude, too. It, it, it is Leo. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Leo. I just think Leo has a more fun life, too. So. <laughs> I like that question. I like that one, too. <laughs> Would you be more? Leo DiCaprio, for sure. Like, have you not seen this man? Oh, like, oh my gosh. He, he's, like, buying up land and saving places in mm-hmm. Sumatra and doing all sorts of great stuff. Or, yeah, Borneo, one of those. So, What 2000s Disney star did Sam used to prank call? What? You used to you prank had, Walt Disney stars? I had a Walt Disney 2000s star phone number, and I used to prank call them. Wow. Was it Christy Carlson Romano? Hilary Duff? Raven Simone or Ashley Tisdale? When you said this question, for whatever reason, my my head went straight to Raven Simone. I don't no have way. an explanation, but I was like, no way, it was Raven Simone, right? So I'm gonna go with Raven Simone. Wow, okay. I'm going Hillary Duff. It was Hillary Duff. Woo! Yeah. Sorry, Hillary. So, I don't know if it's actually her, but apparently my sister had a friend who, like, I guess was well connected and knew like Hillary Duff and. That had her phone number for some reason, and then I stole it from my sister's phone. And then, like, whenever we go to like my friend's house to have a sleepover, we like, prank call and be like, oh, "I wonder if Hillary would pick up." Because it was like we looked it up, and it was like Los Angeles area code on it. And then the voicemail would just say like, "Hey, this is Hillary. Leave a message." So 
it was probably just some chick out in Los Angeles that we were, some Hillary that we were calling, and just, like, leaving stupid voicemails, like, hey, this is Gordo. Like, okay, that's, like, <laughs> that's a Lizzie from McGuire reference for everybody. Everybody's like, I don't even know what that is. You but. have a wonderful memory. I don't, yeah, you remember all sorts of things from It's a blessing and, and a curse. <laughs> it just stays there. And it it's one leave. thing that makes him great at the tours, though. Like, <laughs> if you've had a Sam tour, they're fantastic. And it's, yeah. You he never know where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, but that's the quiz. That's that's it. We got to know you a little bit better. <laughs> I guess all all of my anger issues that I have with pop culture icons. <laughs> well, I know we need to wrap it up soon because Sam has a going away party to get what? to. But I have a question for both of you. Yes. And well, I have actually a few questions. But Mark, can you think of your so far highlight of your career? Highlight of my career. Wow. There's so many, it's honestly hard to just narrow it down and choose one moment, one highlight, but something that's been really special for me in the Africa department is being a part of these giraffe babies that we just had these past two years. So we had Fen and Theo, we had both of them born within, you know, six-ish months of each other, and they're so different, so much personality in each one of them. It's been so much fun getting to see that as they've grown up, and they've changed as they've gotten older, and it's just really fun to be a part of for sure for some reason little boy giraffe are the best I, so you know sweet. like they just finally came around in 2019 yeah. i've been working with baby female giraffe calves and i don't know as special as all of them were the boys they're just a lot of fun they're so sweet they're too they yeah. are they're very friendly <laughs> yeah like fantasy he was 48 hours old and he was already walking up to us to hand feed crackers and brow like it was unbelievable <laughs> crazy experience a six foot tall giraffe walks right up to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure <sighs> Okay, Sam, I have two questions for you. One is okay. the same question. Just ask Mark as That's you're leaving so us. so tough. I, yeah. it, honestly, it's always been the experiences that I've been able to facilitate because, uh, you know, every tour group that a lot of tour groups ask, like, well, what's your favorite experience? It's the one that I'm on right now. So it's really cool. And Jenna and Mark, you've both seen this. When you take somebody over to the wall with Fiona and they just their face lights up when the hippos, when you feel Fiona and baby swim over and it's just that really close enough to care moment that we really preach here at the zoo that well that's why we're here it's why we get people connected with wildlife because we want them to care and that's you know basically ties into the whole goal of this podcast of once they care they ask themselves what can i do and then that creates the you know conservation messaging into action and that's then that's where you see it so um it's it's really been able to facilitate that if i had to pick other special moments um been able to facilitate make a wish tours oh, yeah. from time to time and those are just something else so yeah. those have been really really fun to really special really yeah to be a part of and, and and be able to facilitate for those families and be able to give them a really cool day at the zoo and so that that's something that's i've had the opportunity to do a few times over the years and that i've always loved doing those and being able to cook up different ideas they're like hey they love this animal and this animal what can we do and you know being able to fulfill those um requests has been a really cool part of my job yeah but i mean difficult but also amazing to help try and make somebody's day a little bit better yeah sure yeah and you can see these families coming to the zoo and then just you know it's it's just a day at the zoo and that's yeah. that's what you know they're looking for and it's it's a really cool experience do you remember that one time uh we weren't aware that somebody was proposing and he pulled out a ring oh, to yeah. show you and, and let you know and he dropped the and ring, he dropped the and ring. He dropped, this was over at the hippo wall no. yes. we didn't know the proposal was happening and yeah he pulled out a ring and he was, went to show me while um, his fiance was looking at 
the hippos, and then he dropped it. I was like, Ugh. "There's." He like, found it, right? He yes. found it. It didn't oh. drop in the hippo pool. It dropped in like the grass right next to him. Right, so. but there are plants everywhere, and yeah. he managed to pull this off. Shout out if you guys are listeners. Yeah. And we were so surprised. Pull it off. Myself and his new fiance didn't even notice that he dropped a ring and had to find it. But him and Sam were in the background. Props to him. I bet his heart's yeah. racing this whole time. Oh and that, after that, was I was great. like, let's pose you for a few shots up here. You know, yeah, and, and I then, had no idea what was do happening. Do you have any last minute questions? Like, yeah, I do. Here, will you marry me? Oh, yeah. you know, so. Sam told me afterwards, and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah, so that's something. <laughs> yeah, I saw him pull the ring out, and I saw him like drop it. I was like, that's ah! terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, so many if, places like, you can like drop something in the bushes, you might not find it. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Sam. So you know what this podcast is about? Making a difference. Yeah. Conservation. Do you have a what can I do? A what can I do? I. You know what? Mine's going to be a little bit different. Okay. It's it's, it's going to be. It's not necessary conservation focus, but be kind. So, I like it. You know, it's it's simple. Everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. It takes nothing to do that, and just everything that you bring forward in life, just. Be a nice person. So it takes. Don't what they say. It takes takes more muscles to frown than smile. So um, I I remember actually bringing it all the way back here. One of my interview questions. I don't know how it was when I was first interviewing at the zoo. It's like tell us a random fact about yourself. And when I played football in high school and in grade school, um, my nickname was Smiling Sam. Like, I'm just like smiling on the football field, like this lineman just like knocking people over, just smiling, which probably would have been terrifying. But I don't know. I just like. You know, uh, Jenna, you're a happy person. Mark, you're a happy person. Hopefully, you two inspire people to be happy people as well through this podcast. So, whatever you do in life, be kind, and that will also make the world a better place as well. Absolutely. Great advice. One of the reasons we love you. You're so kind, so easy to be around. So, thank you so much for starting this with me, making making it is, making it what it is. I am looking forward to seeing this on the top ten charts you know, dethroning Joe Rogan. <laughs> we'll get there, <laughs> we'll get there one day, yeah. If we're going to get there, we're going to need you sending some quizzes from Florida yeah, for I us. Do that. I will do that for you. Well, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. And I'm Jenna. I'm Sam. And I'm Mark. Have a good one. Thank you, Sam. We love you. We love you. you. We'll miss you.